Shalom Abrach, we're up to Yev Amos Daf Yud Gimel. Today's Daf talks about whether one can have a mother-in-law who is a katana, if a girl can do mion after the brother dies, and we learn a little bit about the relationship between Beshameh and Beshilel, and a fundamental machlaikas between Beshameh and Beshilel, and Beshameh matters the tzaris to the other brothers, Beshilel, as we have been assuming until now, asters the tzaris to the other brothers. Then we pick up with the discussion that we left off yesterday, where we have Rabbi Bar Levoy who said that that there is a stage where a katana cannot survive pregnancy; both she and the ubra will die. Chas v'shalom. The Gemara says, "Is that really what we're talking about?" We learned Rabbi Bar learned that we can't be talking about the the first six cases in the Mishnah, where. The mother-in-law turns out to be an islandess, or she does miyun because she already gave birth. So the question is, why does it say because she already gave birth? It should say just because she became a gadol, a gadayla. Elamai, she can become pregnant, and it just there's a possibility that she'll die. Aye, so you could have a mother-in-law who's a katana. Rav Safra says, once a girl has children... Those are her simonim. That makes her a gadayla. This mechalik is a Rub Aaron and Rubin Grzovsky, whether that's a simon that she's a gadayla or that actually makes her into a gadayla. What's the nafkam? Uh, so, some learn that that children having children is even better than simonim. The difference is, even according to Yehuda, who says that you, that you need more than Shtay Cyrus to be a gadayla, he'll agree that bonim count as a simon. Rav Zvid says that you can't have Banim without Simonim. The Gemara asks, why not just check? Why are we going with the kids? Just check if she has Simonim. If the whole reason for the children is to prove that she has Simonim, just do a Badika. No, we're worried maybe that they fell out. She had Simonim and they fell out. That, that only works according to the Mandamar, who is actually Choshesh, that the Simonim fall out. But there's a Mandamar who says that that's not a concern. What would he say? Even he would agree that here there's a serious concern that the Simonim uh, were but now aren't because the Tsar Leda would give us a chash that they fell out. But maybe she really is a Gedela. Now the Gemara asks, moving on to the Mishnah, how do we know that the Tsaris of the Erva are also Pater? We have two answers. Rabbi Huda says there's a Pasuk of Litzror. This tells me it's not just a Tsaris, the Tsaris Tsaris, many Tsaris. Rashi says that it's a Svara. The Gemara is asking, how do we know that the Tsar is Tsara? Maybe it only stops at one Tsara. But Rashi says it's just a Tsvara, a, a Svara, because if a Tsara is Asr, because she takes the place of the Erva, it's as if she is the Erva. A Tsar is Tsara will also take the place of the Erva. The Gemara now says that if Shimon had married Ruvain's daughter, our Erva, but then divorced her, the Tsaras are still going to be Asr to the rest of the brothers. The Gemara asks Sestira on that. If there are three brothers, and two of them marry two sisters, and one of them marries a random girl, not related, and one of the sisters gets divorced, and then the one who married a random girl dies, so he does yibum on the random girl, and then he dies. So now we're left with one brother. This, over there, the, the, the Bryce tells us, this is the case where we say that if the erva dies or gets divorced, the tsaras are now mutter. Problem is, that's only when there's a divorce, and then there was Yibum. 
But if there was a chi of Yibum and then they got divorced, it would be Aser. And our Mishnah says that we judge Dafka by the moment of death. Shavimi explains there's two separate Tainoim, and they learn differently. Our Mishnah's Taino holds that we look at the moment of death. Is the Erva married to the brother or not? Were they divorced yet or not? The one in the Brisa holds that you look at the original marriages. Had this brother been married to an Erva? That'll patter the Tsaris. Rava gives a different answer. He says that really it could be the same Tana. The only reason why we didn't mention the din of going Basar, the moment of death, in the later Brisa was because we already said this in our Mishnah, so we didn't feel the need to repeat it. Our Mishnah also says that a katana has the ability to do miyun. So the Gemara says, why doesn't she do miyun now that there's a chiyav yibum? If the erva, the katana, does yibum, does miyun, then the tsaris are now available because they're not tsaris erva anymore. Elamai, this seems like we're going like a Russia who holds that you can't do miyun when there is a zika in the case of yibum. The Gemara says, really, it's not necessarily a raya because tsaras erva is different. When we're talking about the tsara, Romi Barcheska learned, he taught us earlier on, on Yud Beis yesterday, that if a katana does miyun to her husband, she is now allowed to marry that now ex-husband's father. The kedushin is totally dissolved. But if she does miyun to a yavam, she is usher to his father. Because at the time that he died, she was a daughter-in-law. So too, in our case of Yibum, at the moment of death, the Tsaris were Tsaras Bitoi. Doing erva after will not help. Now we have a new Mishnah that says that there are six Arayas that are more Chomer than the rest of the Mishnah because since they are super Arayas and they never had the option of marrying the other brothers, they will not disqualify the other brothers, the ones that they are not Arias for, from doing Yibum. These six are a mother, a stepmother, a father's sister, a sister from the father, an aunt from the father, an aunt-in-law, meaning a father's brother's wife, and a brother, a, fa- a brother from the father's wife, that sister-in-law. These were never an option, even before he got married. Therefore, when he dies, his hurt Sarais will be mutter. Beis Shammai says that Sarais are mutter to the other brothers, the ones that they're not usher to. Beis Hillel, however, disagrees and says that the Sarais are usher to the other brothers. Consequently, if she does Chalitza, one of the Sarais does Chalitza to the other brothers, according to Beis Shammai, it's a good Chalitza, and she'll be puzzled to Kehanim. Basila will say it was nothing and she'll still be kosher to, to Kehanim. She just did some weird uh, shoe exercise with a with random guy, but that wasn't Chalitza. If she did Yibum, Bishamai will say she can marry Kehanim. Basila will say it's possible because that was a Maises Nus and a Zaynaz Asher to Kehanim. Now, even though Bishamai and Basila apostled or martyred the others, Psakim, they still intermarried, Bisham and Basil's families. And even though they argued with Ta'ara and Toma, they were always able to lend each other Kalim 
Beis Hillel always kept a, a special set of Beshamai pots that were even Torah according to Beshamai to be able to lend to them. But we'll get to that in the Gemara. The Gemara now tells us if Shimon ben Pazi tries to understand Beshamai's Pesach, why does he say that the Tzaris are mutter to the brothers? So Beshamai learns it from the Pasuk, and since it uses the Lashon of Chutza, that sounds like there is also a Pnimi, an internal, a relative to the Yavam. And the Torah says, Lo Yisiyah. learns like Rav Yehuda Marav, who says that Kedushin is not Toifis with a Yavama. And he uses this Pasuk for that. Lo Yisiyah Ish Zar. The Yavama is Zakuk. Kedushin won't work outside of the brothers. Bishama says, don't say Lechutz. It says Chutza. Bishama says Chutza and Lechutz is similar enough. It's the same thing. In fact, uh, he brings a, a bunch of rayas. Rav Nechemia says, whenever there's a lamad at the beginning of a word, the Pasuk puts a hey at the end instead of the lamad at the beginning. For example, Olim turns to Alima, Machanim turns Machanima, Mitzrayim is Mitzrayma, Devaltima is Yerushalima, Madbira. Beis Yisrael says that this is a word that a person should always hold his tongue. There's nothing... No greater meter than shtika. So if you have to say something, it's better to push it off to the last moment. Push the letter off to the end. That's Lashon HaKadosh. Bishamah learns out that the Yavama can't marry anyone but the brothers while she's Zakuk. From Le'ish Zar. Uh, Bishelah should also learn out from Ishzar. So the Gemara says, Eina Khanami. So what does he do with Chutza? That's telling me even an Arusa. Even if their brother wasn't married to this girl, they were only engaged and then he died, there's still a chiyavibum. They were still chutzah. They weren't married yet. They hadn't consummated their marriage. Bishama learns it out from the extra psukim of chutzah and ha One teaches me chalitza, one teaches me that the tsaris are mutter to the other brothers. Bishama doesn't learn, learn out that extra lashon. Ravah says that the reason for Beshama is totally different. He says, Ein But that works. To say that the Isr of Ishesach is not going to fall on this girl who is already has the Isr of Bitoi. She's already an Erva. At first she marries the brother who dies and then marries a living brother. So the Isr of Achosisha won't be Chal on the Isr of Ishesach. But at first she marries a living brother and then she marries the brother who died, then Achos Isha was first, before she married into the Isser of Bitoi. The Gemara answers that since the Isser of Isha's Ach won't be Chal on the Isser of Achos Isha, it's like she is a Tzoraz Erva without any mitzvah. And that's Mutter. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.